really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker and Mike Young. Hi, Mike. Hi, Kelly. First off, an update on a story that we had for you last week around the uh, song, the Beatles song, Penny Lane. And of course, that uh, a real place, Penny Lane in Liverpool, which may or may not have been named after a slave trader. And of course, in the current climate, uh, that is just not going to stand. So they were going to look more into it because the International Slavery Museum in Liverpool now concluding there is no connection between the street Penny Lane and James Penny, the slave trader from that area. Yeah, so the whole thing stemmed from a worker at the museum named Albert Dock suggesting the street was named in honor of Penny. The roadway is among several in the city mentioned in an exhibit about streets named after slave traders. And a new statement retracts those suspicions, saying that, quote, after speaking with Liverpool slavery historian Lawrence Westgaff, Tony Tibbles, emeritus keeper of slavery history, and historian and blogger Glenn Huntley, we have concluded that the comprehensive research available to us now demonstrates that there is no historical evidence linking Penny Lane to James Penny. And this, according to a local historian, said that Penny Lane first appeared on a map in the 1840s as Penny's Lane, nearly half a century after Penny's death in 1799. Prior to that, it was an unnamed road far beyond the center of Liverpool, which is one of the reasons that this guy had doubts about its connection to Penny in the first place. In other words, why would you, if you're commemorating somebody back then with a road, why would you do it way out in the boonies? Exactly. He said it was a rural country lane, so it would be weird that a lane in the middle of the country would be named after somebody of some importance at that time and not something, like you said, sure. in near town square, if you will. What's weird about this is that uh, Penny Lane was mentioned in a previous exhibit about streets named after slave traders. So now they've determined that's not the case. So it maybe throws a lot of the other names into question as well. Doesn't sound like they were doing great research back when they were naming these, when they were doing this exhibit. Yeah, obviously the uh, whole exhibit probably needs to be given a nice once over now in terms mm -hmm. of examining the historical facts regarding it. I think everything involving the slave trade and things named after them, statues in place of people who had a tie to that area. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that's being very closely examined right now, and it's great if we can get all our ducks in a row and facts on the table before we start jumping to conclusions. Because I don't know how much money this costs the city, but people were going around and crossing out the word penny on all these signs with spray paint and writing racist yeah. above it. So obviously it, it drummed up quite a bit of interest. I'm not sure what it was locally in Liverpool, probably a lot more than it was here, but yeah. certainly made international news that uh, this street name was in question. As with everything, education is the key. Okay, uh, now several weeks into his recuperation uh, from a uh, ripped buttock from over-enthusiastic gardening, Brian May, of course, uh, really the spokesperson for Queen, very appreciative of the latest honour the band is getting. They are being honoured with a collection of stamps courtesy of Britain's Royal Mail. And they will be joining the likes of Pink Floyd, David Bowie, and Elton John, who have also previously appeared on British Postage. The set consists of Queen's album covers and images from their live performances. And you mentioned Brian May. He said, quote, It's hard to put into words what I feel when looking at these beautiful stamps. Since we four precocious boys started on our quest 50 years ago, our lives have been devoted to making our impossible dream come true. Sometimes it's strange to wake up and realize the position in which we are now held. We have become a national institution, and nothing brings us home more than this incredible tribute from Royal Mail. Can you imagine, I mean, you're, you're any sort of band, and you're just a guy, right? And you've become this big rock star, and then at some point in your life, you've got an institution like the British Royal Mail, and they're releasing stamps to commemorate your rock band. The whole thing must be really... 
really surreal for him. So he went on to admit the timing of the release made it all the more moving for him. He said it's particularly poignant to look at this collection of images now that we are all in a world dominated by a coronavirus in which none of this could have happened. He's talking about the career of the band. He says, I just know that I feel an overwhelming desire to own one of these sets. Somehow it'll be a way of persuading myself that it all actually really did happen. And uh, Roger Taylor, drummer of Queen, chimed in as well. I don't get this. He says, what an honor. We must really be part of the furniture now. Thanks, Royal Mail, for stamping on us. I guess that maybe that's a Is this a British term? Maybe, yeah. Like like the tube? I guess you're, uh, yeah, maybe. I guess, you know, now you're an an institution. Part of the furniture. I like that. You're fully part of the furniture. And everybody aspires to be part of the furniture. So congratulations to them, I guess. Ironically, the person who would have appreciated this the most, Freddie Mercury, no longer with us. Yeah. Apparently, he collected stamps as a child. Big stamp collector. Big stamp guy. he would have really enjoyed the idea that his face and icon icon was on a stamp. That's pretty cool. Well, I will say as nice as this is, the British Royal Mail, about 32 years too late. Is stamp collecting still, uh, like, is that a thing still? I know people collect coins, and Canada Post often releases collectible stamps that you can buy as a set, but... Well, I mean, I have. haven't received a letter in five years. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm thinking is, and this is just pure logic for me, uh, if Canada Post is still releasing collectible stamps, I would suggest that's an indication, since you and I don't really know, that uh, people do still collect stamps. If you I mean, if you reach out to us, if you hear this and you are a stamp collector, I would love to know. Yeah. I mean, what is a stamp worth? Say you bought a set, the David Bowie set they released. Sure. I mean, this, what value does that hold now? Well, I don't think it's necessarily the sheets that people have uh, right from the mint. I think it's when you get one that's printed upside down or it's accidentally like double printed or something like that and there's some sort of anomaly. I think that's where it, uh, where it gets really valuable. And uh, somehow here we are discussing stamps but people here are, on the classic rock You don't files. think people are still like, like back in the day when you were, when, when you were a kid and people yeah. collected stamps, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't go to the, necessarily the post office to buy these collectible stamps. Wouldn't you like pull them off of like when the letter came well, to the sir, house? You try and get school. them off and put them in a little album. Exactly. When did it become? You know, I guess it's just like collecting coins, right? You didn't go to the mint and buy this new print. No, you know, it just came in circulation, and oh my! I'll... Well, you had to look for them. Yeah. Now everything is just handed to the us. Game. You want a collectible? Here, here it is. The game was. That's not fun. I'm yeah. just gonna say right now, if you're collecting stamps and just buying the package at the post office, yeah, that's not fun. No. And by the way, you can only imagine the fun that we had every time a letter came in the mail, us examining that stamp for hours on end because we only had three channels on TV and no devices, examining that stamp, even if we weren't stamp collectors, to see if there were any imperfections. Oh, the laughs we had. You were sitting cross-legged around the radio. Oh, oh boy. What a joyous time to be alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Memories. Simple. A yeah. simple time, a simple place. I'd like to go back to that right about now. <laughs> it would be good, yeah. That is the Classic Rock Files, 94.3 The Drive Music Director, Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.